Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 188 from June 18th, 1996, a Tuesday night show. The guests on this episode are the Cardigans, and for the second hour, the Thunder from Down Under. Adam keeps referring to them as the Australian Manpower Guys, uh, some sort of male strip act. Later in the show, they reveal they were brought in to appease producer Anne, who then gets on mic to say that they constantly have porn actresses and uh, playboy models in the studio, and this is her revenge on them for that. But she does book all the shows. The songs that were played when the Cardigan's on were Carnival and Love Fool, Say That You Love Me. Drew's exhausted due to his upcoming vacation, and Adam explains to him what's really going on and has a great driving and urine analogy. This is very unusual, but Adam reveals that he's a huge fan of the Cardigan's, and he listened to their CD at least six times. He spent the day with Kennedy from MTV and regular Loveline guest. They were boxing at the gym. He took her to his house and made her listen to the Cardigan CD. Quote, The band joined them before the first break. Uh, Adam asked about the audiences in the States versus Sweden. And then Adam comments on the corny, weird Swedish sense of humor a few times. It's Nina Persson and Lars Olaf Johansson. They joined them about ten minutes in or so. Adam mistakenly uses the term svenska flicka and is told it's safe for radio but does not mean beautiful woman like he thinks. He immediately apologizes, but it seems it's too late. Adam tries to tell him how much he loves their CD and kisses their ass on air. Says he listened to it a hundred times. Now the Cardigans would go on to be one of these bands that earn a legendary, difficult European UK band title, uh, much like Blur, Chumbawamba. Adam doesn't much bring up their music after this appearance, if ever. And as far as we know, this is the only known appearance of the Cardigans during the Adam Carolla era. Two other band members join them. All this ultimately leads to Adam and Drew having a fight about heavy calls, and Adam telling Drew to tone it down a bit. We'll never know if uh, Adam's Svenska Flicka, or uh, the nature of the calls. Peter Svensson and Bent Lederberg. Peter and Bent stick around till after the start of the 11 o'clock hour. They go back over Svenska Flicka, and uh, Adam says he was told it doesn't mean anything, and it's the equivalent of, hey girl, but the damage is done. And now the last 40 minutes of the show have Jamie and Marty from The Thunder Down Under. Adam compliments them on the brilliant slogan and explains their routine, and they take calls till the end of the show. All in all, a another classic legendary episode with a very weird booking dynamic. It's unusual for a two-guest show to have a guest on only for part of the final hour. And even more legendary because the Cardigans uh, were always referenced by Adam and Drew, but never given any detail as to why. And now we know. Much like other bands, uh, The Darkness, The Aquabats, coming up in 1997, not too dissimilar from The Sneaker Pimps, where one band member actually gets so angry with Dr. Drew, he leaves in the middle of the show. That one's also coming up in 1997. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Get it on and mahalo. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Okay. Love line is meant for an adult audience. Love line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Well, it certainly is. Let me get the phone number out 1 800 LOVE 191. Fax number 310 854. 4455, I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And I'm fine. Are you good? Yeah. You, you said you're tired. I am tired, though, I must say. Because you got the vacation coming I, up. I, you know, you're, you're going to say that that's why I get tired coming up on a vacation, but I think I just time them just in the nick of time. L- no, no, no. Let me explain what's going on. It's like when you've been driving for a long time. Right. And you got to go to the bathroom. And when you were... 
25 miles from your house, you, you had to go. Yeah. And when you're 10 miles, you, you had to go a little more. Right. And when you're getting off the off-ramp of the freeway, you really had to go. <laughs> you're about to jump out of the car. And when you were fumbling at the door with the keys, it was coming out. Yeah. It's coming out now. <laughs> I need to get that's, out of that's here. That's not the saying. answer I was looking for, Drew. Yeah, but I need to get out of here. That's what I'm saying. That is the psychology behind yes. what's going I, on with you. There is something to that. There is something to that. However, indeed, I am a little burnt out, too. So All right. All right. Well, fantastic. You know, this is your job, so uh, let's just uh, let's uh, just carry on. Hey, you made it through last night. You let's were, be a trooper. Good. After sort of saying some bizarre things, you made it through quite nicely last night. Yeah, even with the initial criticism. It wasn't a criticism. It was just bringing your attention to how um, that's just That's just good radio, Drew. Yeah. yeah here's basically what, that what Drew does at the top of the show last night. About five minutes in the show, he turns to me, he looks at me, and he goes, Boy, you're really tired, man. It's like... Uh, you're speaking gibberish, man. What's wrong with you? Now, Drew. That's <laughs> my job. Not for me, but for the triplets. You, you, you cannot work that way. That does not work the, on the, people. The triplets. Your kids. I mean, don't. I'm scared of what you're going to do to them psychologically. So am I. Because for the rest of the night, I had to sit there and count every syllable. I was you perform worried. beautifully. As a matter of fact, you rose to the occasion. Because, because I'm I, a total pro. Because I brought it to your attention. No. When you brought it to my attention, I was I felt screwy for the next 10 minutes I, until I forgot about it and moved on. <laughs> Thank God I rarely listen to what you say. We have the cardigans coming out here tonight. Actually, they already are here. They're going to be stepping in in a moment. Now, the cardigans are a band that uh, probably the world knows about uh, more so than uh, the United States. Sold a million records in Japan and in Europe, and they're they're huge everywhere. And they're coming out here. They're from Stockholm, Sweden, and they're very poppy. They're sort of uh, ABBA esque. Huh. And I put their CD in today, and I listened to it like eleven times. That number you just pulled out of the air? No, I, I somewhere literally somewhere between uh, honestly somewhere between six and nine times I would uh, say I listened to the CD. Now I didn't just sit there and keep hitting the repeat on the CD player. I was on the phone and moving around the apartment as much as I could. But I really dug it, and it's not the kind of music that you exactly you know. It's not thrasher music, and it's not mosh pit music, and it's the kind of music that a guy like me would feel a little stupid saying he loves. Wow. And I don't mean that as a knock to the band or anything, well, but the amazing, CD sounds great. Amazing fact that the CD was, what, about 50 minutes or so, an hour? Yeah. So you had like six hours of music playing? Absolutely. No nap? No, no nap today. That's why I'm off my game. Oh. I went boxing with Kennedy today. Ah. We went down to the gym and just beat the crap out of the gloves. And then she came over and I forced her to listen to it, too. And we danced. Oh, did we dance, Drew? Derek, 17, you're on Loveline. Yeah, first things first, you guys are the greatest. Thank you. Dr. Drew and Adam. Yes, sir. Um, all right, I've got a little problem, just a teeny one. The woman that I love and would settle down with and marry and do all of those things with, um, I don't know if she feels the same way about me, and she's pregnant with another guy's baby. Uh, hmm. Strike yeah. one. Huh? I mean, there's some evidence that maybe she doesn't feel the same way. Well, no, she doesn't like the guy at all. Right. Yeah. Right. No, really, she doesn't. All right. Who is the other guy? His name is Rick. Yeah. Who is the other guy? He's a 27-year-old screw-up. Uh-huh. Did Did she go out with him? 
while she was seeing him for a while. Right. Okay. And is she? Is, she's your girlfriend now. Not exactly. I mean, we've been friends since. Does we were she little know kids. you're interested in her in this way? Oh well, I'm sure she knows. No, you. no, 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 no. Don't assume. Have you told her? Nope. That's my problem. I don't know how to tell her. All right, Derek. Okay, I gotta tell you something first though. Um, it was. I think it was a hint. I don't know though. I was. I was house sitting this week for some friends of mine and everything like that, and I said, "Well, I'll just take the couch and you can have the bed." And she goes, "Well, are you sure you don't want to sleep in the bed with me?" All right. Well, Isn't that th- like a hint. Th- that's a that's a pretty good hint. I mean, we weren't gonna have sex or anything though because she's like six months pregnant. Right. Okay. Well, uh, also, uh, she basically has the uh, Denver boot on her private parts, and, you know, uh, she can feel pretty safe about inviting, uh, I mean, hell, she could bring Wilt Chamberlain into bed with her and not worry about anything with that basketball underneath her nightgown. But, Derek, Mm -hmm. you're 17. Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet, young, naive Derek. Derek. yeah, I know, I know. We've but decided we're all extraordinarily mature for our ages. No, 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 no. Derek, you're you at seventeen essentially entering a relationship where you know, the kid is gonna come out and say Papa and it's gonna be you standing there. I'd be ready to take care of her kid. Uh, I mean, like, you know, when we You're seventeen. When I was seventeen I was ready to be an astronaut, Derek. <laughs> was, Believe me, I was gonna either play uh, professional volleyball or be an astronaut. Uh, Neither which uh, has worked out. But, Derek, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. I'll call her. I will break the news to her in in the silky, smooth fashion and only I can do. Oh, soupy smooth. Yes. At midnight. Yes. Maybe she'll be asleep and it'll work out in your behalf. We're going to get her number, Derek. How are you going to do that? How? You are going to give it to our screener, and I'm going to call her, and I am going to slide this one in. Uh, believe me. Ease it on in there. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, We're putting you on hold. Fool. Six months pregnant, 17. It's a noble cause. Uh, but. How could that work out? Think about it. Well. I mean, Derek. Is, <laughs> let me tell you. what I, I don't know why, but I keep thinking about this. This is why we draft young people <laughs> in, into, the, into the Army. Why? Because when you're 17, 18, 19, 20. Keep and someone trouble? says, hey, get on this uh, landing craft right. and storm toward Guadalcanal with mortars going off everywhere and Japanese dug in and hit the beach and then fall on your belly and shoot people and get shot at. They go, all right. When you're 35 and someone tells you, you go, screw you, pops. Are you nuts? Yeah. This is the same mentality. You think you're going to be there forever. Right. You think right. you're going to take care of everything. Right, right. And Derek is 17. I guarantee Derek at 21 right. and Derek or even Derek at 19 is not going to be the same Derek he was at 17. And that's good. Believe me, if I was the same Adam I was at 17, I'd be farting into the microphone at this point. Let's see if I can work something up for later. Amy, 24, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. My husband, you know, he hit me the other day. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, any big deal anymore, if it was just that one time. Was it just the one time? Yeah, that was the first time. How, did he hit you hard? Did he hit you a fist? Or? Um, not, not he kind of, like, slapped me. Okay. And I don't know what to do. I don't know if it's going to progress into something. Right. These are good questions. How long have you been with him? 
um, five, well, five years we've been married, and he's, he was like my high school sweetheart. Okay. Has he ever done anything like this to you before? No. Any hint that he was like this? No. Did something I don't know if it's because he's under a lot of stress. What was the circumstances under which he did this? Uh, I thought that he was cheating on me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And this is the first time he's ever done it? Yeah. All right. Hey. I don't think he has it. So, obviously, he doesn't have a history of this. I mean, you're with a guy for eight or nine years. He never does anything before. You uh-huh. could look at it two ways. You could look at it as just a total fluke, or you could look at it as the beginning right. of, the, of the, the beating portion of the relationship. Or, or if he's been a really good guy, you wonder yourself, gee, is there something really terribly wrong with him right now? I mean, is he becoming psychiatrically ill? Is he on drugs? Is there something something causing him to be doing and behaving in ways that are really unlike him. Was he uh was he on uh, was he drunk? I hope no, he wasn't drunk. Um I don't know. I hope he's not on any drugs. I mean, did he did he close his fist? Did he try to hurt you? He just I don't know, he just slapped me. You, you know what the fact that Amy is the way that she is is one of the reasons I'm not that willing to believe that he's likely to be a continued abuser. In other words... Because you'd beat the crap out of her well, after only five minutes no, and you're a pacifist? No, no. He, ra- he raises her hand her and she says, Oh my God, this is the beginning of that terrible syndrome I've heard about. I'm getting out of here. Which anybody who married to somebody who would be an abuser would be really kind of much more passively involved with that sort of abuse. Right. I mean, she would have seen, she would have been out or heard it or seen the warning signs before. before. Right. All right. Amy? Yeah? We're betting he doesn't do it again. We do not forgive him. It's not okay. It's not okay, but you still can use it to your advantage, much like when my uh, stripper girlfriend punched me out that time. I was loaded and came home from the softball game 12 hours too late. She punched me, and I used it as it was a trump card for me. It was get out of jail free. Okay. You always have that. And have some fun with him, Amy. Don't let him forget. When he, like, reaches up to, like, fix his hat or his hair or something, uh, cower. (laughs) You You know what I mean? Flinch. Yeah, okay. All right? Okay. Milk it for all it's worth. All right. Well, we have the cardigans. They've just rolled in the studio. Say hi, cardigans. Hi, cardigans. Hello. <laughs> Got that corny, sweeter <laughs> sense of humor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nina Person. And now I'm going to try to... Is it is it Loss or Lassie? Almost like the dog. <laughs> is it Lassie? Yeah, you, you can say Lassie. Well, what, how, what would you like me to say? Uh, Lasse. All right, we're going back to Lassie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lassa, Lassa Johansson, and uh, I got to tell you, the uh, Nina's uh, what you'd call. I, I speak a little of the Swedish. She's uh, the uh, Svenska Flicka. Yes, that's what I am. <laughs> I do know my Swedish. She's what does that a, mean? That means uh, something good. She's like good looking, or what? What's a Svenska Flicka mean? Something really nasty. <laughs> no, I didn't swear, did I? Uh, sort almost. of, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Close to, yeah. It How doesn't do mean just good-looking woman? No. No? no. no? <laughs> Called her mama whore or something. I'm sorry. How do you actually say it in Swedish, whatever you say it? Svenska flicka. Svenska flicka. And what does it mean? Can we, can we say it on the radio? Oh, you can no. say it on the radio, but it's not good. Well, what does it mean? <laughs> you guys do speak <laughs> no, the language, no. don't you? You want to write it down? We can write it down yeah. and pass it on to you later. It means That's something with a woman, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. We're off to a good start. Now, you guys have this uh, CD out, which uh, as I, I don't know if you guys were listening, but I'm not just kissing ass, although I, I have been known to kiss a little ass on the air. It's called Life, and uh, I listened to it a uh, hundred times today. 
I, I really did. I just listened to it all day long in my apartment. I did other things. I didn't just sit there and drool, masturbate, and listen to the cardigans. <laughs> Although I did a little of that. But I really enjoyed it. And it's, uh, well, how would you guys describe your music? Adam, how did you learn not to ask that question of band? I don't know. <laughs> I figure they're from out of state. Uh, maybe they'll answer. Could you guys describe your music? Or Because if I do it, it it's going to be trouble. I think it's difficult to really describe it. I, I would just say pop music, really. You don't like being compared to uh, other bands or anything? I don't mind, but I wouldn't compare myself to another band. <laughs> but I, I yeah, pop music. What All right. Well, it, it's, it's, it's sort of happy, fun, catchy, poppy music and it it's like us like you yeah it's 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 stuff it's a type of music you've heard before but not songs you've heard before right is that good yeah all right you you guys want to help us out with some uh, phone calls here definitely a lot of trouble in this country with the Mm -hmm. teenagers Mm -hmm. matt 14 you're on love line with the cardigans hey um i saw everclear the other uh weekend this guy edge fist down in somerset wisconsin i'd like to say hi Oh, okay. Matt, Yeah. there's a little delay problem. You're here in uh, last night's show today. Am I? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. Um, well, I got this girlfriend, she's 14, and uh, every time I go over to her house when her parents aren't home, it seems like she really doesn't want to do anything or have sex or anything. And uh, when her parents are home or when it's pretty inconvenient, it seems like she does. Well, because she knows she has a good excuse. I mean, it's only going to go so far. She can control it. Right. Her dad's in the living room cleaning a shotgun and watching America's Most Wanted. You know, it's only going so far. Uh, You know what I mean, Matt? Yep. Matt, it doesn't take a genius to figure that one. Also, she obviously doesn't want to have sex. You've got to respect that. Matt, give her a little space. Okay. She's not ready. Okay. All right? Yep. They wow. have these problems in Stockholm? They don't. Really? I, I, I mean, I, you guys have been here in the United States uh, long enough to see what's going on. All right, I'll ask you a, a better question. When you do a concert in Stockholm, Sweden, or somewhere in Sweden, and you do a concert out here in one of the United States, as far as the crowd that shows up, is there a difference? There are a lot less polar bears in this one. A lot less what? Polar bears. Polar bears? Yeah. <laughs> They're the running hell? the streets in Stockholm, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> polar Sometimes bears. Oh, yeah, polar the bears. Yeah. As well. All right. All right. So, again, it's that <laughs> nutty Swedish uh, sense of humor. Now, seriously, do they have, is everyone tattooed with the earrings and in the whole nine yards in Stockholm? Uh, yeah, some of them. So, you couldn't tell the difference between the two? No, crowds. no, actually, no. So teenagers is much. Uh, it's a better crowd here. It is. Yeah. Is it rowdier? Or are they more excited? Yeah, more excited. And they're a little more um, reserved in in Sweden. They don't show their emotion as much. Uh, they're they're too drunk in Sweden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So well, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but believe me, before you guys leave, we'll get to the bottom of this Svenska flicka. <laughs> Got to figure out what that means. Sylvia, thirteen, you're on Love Line with the Cardigans. Okay. Hi. Um. Oh, uh, hi, Adam, the philosopher warrior, and, like, Drew, who's, like, certified, fortified, most of the time, mortified, right? That's right. And that's pretty good. Okay, I've been listening for a long time. No kidding. Anyway, um, I have this problem because, um, I, I'm an alcoholic, and, um, 
and I smoke cigarettes sometimes, and sometimes like a little pot, not much though. All right, Sil- um, Sylvia, hold on a second. Let me explain what's going on. She's calling from a room. Her parents are in their room, are roaming the hall, and she is on her bed with the quilt pulled up over her head, and she's talking very quietly because she does not want her parents to hear. Am I right, Sylvia? Exactly. All right. Okay, anyway, and then I'm a self-mutilator, and um, sometimes I'm, like, really suicidal, and I also have, like, spontaneous tears. Spontaneous and- tears? Yeah. All right. Right, and I was wondering if, like... Other than uh, that, everything's good, though? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then I have, like, oh, I was wondering if it, like, had it, if um, I could have manic depression. Well, yeah, like Sylvia, something, something more than just alcoholism is going on here. I mean, what? Something more than just alcoholism is, is, is operating here. Did something happen to you when you were younger? Not that I really know of. I've been through um, emotional abuse, though. What? What happened? Oh, I don't know. They're just always like telling me I'm like worthless and like and like every like that I should die and crap. Uh, your parents. Yeah. Uh, Adam, uh, cool down. I know you're you're, you're going to wish <laughs> the parents would die. I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. I put a curse on the parents. But you know what? I feel sorry for the parents because any parent that would do that to their child ha- must, must have be, had something horrific happen be, to them. Either that or just oh, be a, they, um, uh, um. Like they're drug abusers, right? Right. They they must just be wretched people themselves. Yeah. Wretched. Oh, so sorry, Sylvia. That you have to go through all this. All right. You so didn't, you didn't deserve this. You're not. But you you are an alcoholic. That's good. That you can identify that. You're only 13 for crying out loud to be able to step up and say that. Whether or not you can hang with sobriety is is a whole other issue. And what may be confounding that is that there's more than just addiction going on here. You are you are the victim of abuse. Have you ever been physically abused too? Um, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, this is just horrible. Is there any any way you can get out of the house with a sister or an aunt or an uncle or anybody? Well, right now, I'm in Ohio with my, um, aunt and stuff, but then, like, I had to go back to California. Where your parents are? Yeah. Oh, you gotta gotta find a way to be with a more supportive environment and let your parents drop to their own level, whatever it is, and uh, protect yourself. And, Sylvia, would you have to do is not take whatever your parents dumped on you and turn it on yourself. Not act it out anyway. Not act it out through the drinking, through the mutilation, through uh, smoking and whatever else you're doing to yourself. Everything you're you're doing to yourself is is negative. I mean, you're punishing yourself. You're hurting yourself. And you're hurting yourself because they told you you were worthless or stupid or should die or something horrible. But it's their problem. And they thrust it on you, so don't pick, don't pick it up and run with it. You got to get a little distance from them, and you have to realize that these impulses to hurt yourself are are, are wrong. And and it's not because you're a horrible person; they're horrible people, and they left you that that little legacy. So don't turn it in on yourself, Sylvia. Okay. You understand? Yeah. Hang in there, kiddo. You'll be all right. I hope. I hope. Just find somebody, some some safe place for yourself. And look, and Adam, Derek, who uh, girlfriend you were gonna call? Mm-hmm. She does not want to talk to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Who she want to talk to? I don't know. She want to talk to you? No, not, not. All right, we'll get to the bottom of Derek. We'll get uh, more with the cardigans. We'll get to the bottom of the whole uh, Svenska Flicka controversy. All after this. Kick it. I want to love you. Loveline will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail.
Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike. TrueCar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The TrueCar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Podcast One presents the Robin Anton Podcast. David Spade. You know what was so sad is that we were on Saturday Live and me and this other guy that did Tommy Boy that you don't know on the Concord went over there and then we go, oh, we're so famous because we're on Saturday Live. But we, we forget they don't even get it over there. Are you serious? So then no slowly one? the hats came off, then the sunglasses, then we're like, I think we had lunch at Planet Hollywood. Oh my God, okay. We're like trying to get people to find us. And- <laughs> the Robin Anton Podcast at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Phone numbers for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He is on the phone, probably uh, talking someone through an emergency tracheotomy or something. I have no idea what he's doing, but he's in the next room, and he's on the phone. Nina and uh, Lassie have stepped out. Uh, it, was, um, it was a little warm in here for them, and, and that's all right. We have uh, other cardigans to to talk to. We have uh, Peter and Banked. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's right. And it's uh, Peter Svensson and Banked. Perfect. Banked Lagerberg. Yeah, that's right. Oh, look at me. It's It's like I'm in Stockholm all over again, even though I've never been there. Drew, you're back? Yeah. Hey, look, two new cardigans. Why is everybody marching out of the studio kind of... uh, I think you offended somebody with that Svensson flicker. You must have. (laughs) It's the only Swedish I know. You know, I watch the Swedish porn and I only pick up so much. <laughs> All right. Well, we will play a song from the Cardigans in uh, just a few. But until then, we're getting back to the phones. Lee, 17, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I'm just kind of confused, like I guess a teenager is supposed to be. Um, I have, since I started college, a bunch of like gay friends. And I'm, like, starting to get into, like, the activists and marches and stuff. But I'm, like, kind of afraid to participate in them because, like, I don't want to be labeled because I'm kind of straight. Right. And I'm just, like, totally confused. Well, yeah, if you're marching down um, Main I mean, Main Street. Like, all the time. What? 
I'm in D.C., so they're, like, there all the time. Right, right. Well, I mean, do you have to get that active in terms of, uh, I mean, there's there's causes I'm sympathetic to, but I don't I don't march on them or with them. Do, do you have to get out and, and beat the drum that way? I'm, like, really getting into it, yeah. Well, I really feel strongly about it. Well, then why are you calling? Um, I'm just afraid that I'll get labeled. I'm, I'm like afraid to like I don't know well of course you're going to get labeled you're marching with the you're at the uh, 10,000 lesbian uh, movement I mean you're, you're marching with a with a bunch of lesbians or gays and you're right in the middle of the whole thing of course you know they're, they're going to think you're you're one of who you're marching with so like what should I do All right, look, I've had enough for her we're not so polite here in the States. We hang right up. What that's do you want to cool. tell her, though? I mean, that, that she should just stand what she believes in. If people think that, that's the price she pays, I guess. And well, so what? If she's not that, she's not that. Right. If she feels that strongly about it, who cares? Right. All right. Did, uh, Peter and Bank, do they... Uh, now, yeah. do they have... Uh, okay, this is always stupid questions, but here's what I'm trying to ask. Here, uh, the whole lesbian thing is getting very uh, popular. I mean, all of a sudden, when I was in high school... Uh, we didn't have 15, 16, and 17-year-old women who were saying, hey, I'm a lesbian. Now there's a, a lot of that going on. Mm. Is that going on uh, where you guys are from? I don't know, really. But not in those ages, no. but like a couple of years older. Probably. Are they having marches and, and demonstrations <laughs> no. and things? No, not no. really. Because no. the government no. turned a hose on them, no. wouldn't they? It's, it's a big difference here. It's a big difference because yeah. we live in a hotel, and I believe like... Seventy percent of the people living there are probably sort of gay people. It's really strange. <laughs> and, you know, like, Bengt and Lars, they're sort of sharing the same hotel room, so I think people think that they sort of are part of this 70 percent, I guess. Well, where's your hotel? What city? Uh, it's here. This? Oh, okay. LA, well, that's it. It's really, that's a little high. LA's probably only 65, 67% gay. 70%, I'd say, is a little high, but it may be the part of town that you're <laughs> in. All right, but again, it's it's not, people may do it. Of course they do it. They do it all over the world, but they don't talk about it well, as freely. In Sweden, it's not really a big deal, because in Sweden, homosexuals can get married. Oh, they can? Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Mm. Have they been doing that for a while? No, not for very long, but... <clears throat> yeah, the last few years, and a lot of famous, well-known people like you know, yeah. musicians and yeah. stuff, artists and stuff, are sort of um, telling the big audience about their right. Uh, so they're homosexual uh, so lives. basically, these people have, are living this lifestyle. The the government sort of condones it. I mean, it's okay; you can get married, yeah. and people don't make as big a deal out of it so there's not as much need to get out to the streets yeah, and protest right. the right. only problem is that they can't have children but you know right but very much but that's not a that. political <laughs> thing that's well, they, uh, can, they can adopt them right no it's not legal oh they can't yeah, that's weird oh but they'll let them get married married but yeah. they can't have children that's true Bank, isn't it all right well then when you guys get back to stockholm i want you to uh, march on on their behalf Please. i also heard that that swedish culture is much more lenient in terms with young people having sexual relationships and stuff 
Is that true? Um, I think that's. I believe all young actually. people having sexual. No, but th- yeah. th- there's a lot more leniency with that. The parents sort of. L- leniency kids. meaning yeah. okay. the kids, yeah, young kids have, have their girlfriends over to spend the night. Okay. Yeah, sex uh, out in the street, uh, a lot of that. No, not no. really. Maybe no. we're a little bit more liberal in Sweden. I don't know. But uh, it can, can be a myth. All right. Let's just uh, clean up a little uh, little poop from uh, earlier in the show. Uh, Derek, who had the uh, pregnant uh, semi-girlfriend who uh, we wanted to call and talk to, is uh, hung up and we've gotten rid of him. So um, we wish him all the best. The girlfriend wouldn't talk. Yes, that's right. Toby, 27. Hi. Um, I have kind of a predicament um, going on. My husband went into rehab, I believe, um, this year, but I had been having a relationship relationship with an old high school friend of mine, and we didn't work out because we fought too much, but I still have feelings for him, and it's hard for me to be with my husband sexually because I just, I don't feel that feeling anymore. You had this, you rekindled this old sweetheart relationship while your husband was in rehab? Yeah, and he knew about it. What's he recovering from? Or is he recovering? Methamphetamine. Is he still on him or is he off? Excuse me? Is he off the drug now? Yeah, he's been off for like two months and everything. I'm back with him. And he's in recovery? Yeah, because I've been with him for nine years. We've been married for nine years and I felt obligated to him, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But we went through a lot of trauma. <clears throat> from what? When, when we lived in our old hometown. From I was on the drugs myself, too. And what do you mean trauma? What happened? Well, I mean, like, uh, mental abuse and stuff like that. You he, know, was, he never hit me or anything, but it was just a lot of head games. Were you guys divorced? Uh, not divorced, but were you separated when he was uh, in his rehab? Yeah. You were? Mm-hmm. I don't mean physically. I mean, you guys, under, there was an understanding that you were separated. Yeah. All right, so, and that's why you were able to tell him that you were having this uh, affair? Yeah, but it was, it was like back and forth, back and forth a lot because I was having a lot of, I was very, very confused. How, how long was he on speed for? <sighs> Since before we got together. All right, so. He's five so, years older than I am, so. All right, all right. So, so really, it's, it's like having a relationship with a scarecrow. I mean, there's nobody there. He's completely tweaked out. But and he's it's not na- anymore. I understand that, Toby, but it's natural enough that you would have trouble hanging in a relationship where there's no relationship, and that your needs are not being met in any way, and that you would sort of have a tendency to try to have those needs met somewhere. And if your boyfriend was, or your husband was being only abusive to you, it's remarkable you even stayed in the relationship at all. And probably it, it speaks not so well about your emotional health, in fact. But you're there, you're here, you've seen it through. Now's the time to hang in. Now, now that he's getting better. Now's not the time yeah, to but give she's up. She's not sexually attracted I, to but, the guy. But this is the time to support the people you care about in sobriety. All right. And he, she may rekindle that. And but she's the one that now has to start making changes. What, what was up with her? That she's <sighs> no, really. She's screwing around. No, no, no. Believe me, I'm just dying to tear into her because she, Toby's screwing around yeah. on a guy while he's in rehab. But, but for put, Christ's but, sake, that's but it, horrible. But it's, but it's only when he starts. To, you notice it's only when he starts to get better that she starts to act out. When he's an abusive a hole, tweaked out. Then things are okay. She sits and takes that. But as soon as he makes a move towards towards getting better, she starts acting out. She's not sure what she wants to do. And now he's really settled in recovery. She wants to leave. 
Right. She no. needs to look at her own right. stuff very seriously. Sex isn't everything. I, I don't mean to uh, offend the uh, Swedish guys because I know how <laughs> you, you worship the uh, phallus over there. But but sex is not everything. Please, uh, be, a good, yeah. uh, be a good wife. Uh, let him try to be a good husband. He's hopefully kicked the drug. Support him. And move on. Now, we're moving on to <laughs> moving on to happier things. The Cardigans have a CD out. It's called Life. I love this CD. And uh, we have a song on it called Carnival, and we're going to play it for you right now. Yes, indeed. Carnival by the Cardigans off the CD Life. I was in my towel in a pair of slippers making a sandwich and just kind of shaking my ass to that all day long. Yeah, especially if you've seen my ass. We'll be back. Thank you, Engineer Mike. We'll be back with more Cardigans. And later on, the Australian manpower hunks will be in here. And we'll we'll get to know everyone after this. everybody, our friends at Sherry's Berries. That's right. These are giant, freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99. That's over 40% savings or double the berries for just $10 more. Uh, I curse Sherry's Berries. They're, they're too good. Whenever they, they, I do, whenever they're around here, I can't not eat them. Milk chocolate, dark chocolate, topped with chocolate chips and swizzles or nuts. It's just ridiculous. Now, you have to use my code CLL. The CLL is for Classic Love Line. So CLL when you order. And, of course, if you're like me, your mouth is already watering. So don't wait. Order now before this Mother's Day deal ends. That's right. It's Mother's Day. Sherry's Berries are the perfect gift for Mother's Day. So visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S, to order berries.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner. Type in C-L-L for classic love line, C-L-L. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, type in C-L-L, and order today. This deal expires Friday at midnight, so make sure you order now. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. To this day, I am surprised when I'm asked to sign a lady's bosom. Adam West, talking about the bosom. And it is accent night here on Loveline, because a little later on, we have the uh, Australian manpower guys coming in here. Why are they coming in? What? This, but this is the thing. Why are they coming well, in? I want you to answer that question because I, I think will, I know the answer. I will tell them, uh, tell everyone why they're coming in because uh, producer Anne yeah. is a woman and she has needs like any other woman. And it's it's a, it, I don't want to call it payback, but it's a, we're going to even the playing exactly. field a little. We have these porno queens, you know, coming through her every other week. So it's my turn. And you think I enjoy that, Anne? Oh, it must be hard on you, Adam. Okay. Why is Anne's mom here, too? Actually, that has nothing to do with anything. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Is Julio coming? Hey, there's your wife, Drew. Hi, Susan. No, she's not here. 
All right, good. All right, but anyway, uh, we do have the cardigans in here now. We have Peter and Bengt. Yeah. Did I do that one? Yeah. No, yeah, man. Right. I'm, t- I'm going to be speaking in Swedish. I'm going to be fluent by the time the night's up. Mm. It's back to the phones we go. Tiffany, 16. Hi. Hey. Um, I've sort of got a question, a problem in one. Um, my mother left me, like, in my, left me and my dad about four months ago. All right. Well, just, uh, hold, let's just hold on for one second for a second, uh, Tiffany, all right? I know it's, you have uh, you have trouble, but I'd like to yell at Drew for just one moment. Just so could we me. put you on hold for just a second? All right. All right. Now, boys, Peter, Ben, yeah. back me up on this one. Try to. Right. When we broke to a commercial mm-hmm. last time, mm-hmm. you guys said, you know, I said, hey, guys, join in. Talk as much as you like. Speak freely. You can yeah. say whatever you want. That's the beauty of this show. Cool. I'm the biggest idiot here. <laughs> no one could be a bigger idiot than me. And go ahead. Sounds fair. We don't come in. We're not into Stockholm yet. Anyway, there's no there's no family listening. Say what you want to say. And then I turned to Drew and I said, "Listen, Drew, we're getting all these calls on people that are hooked on smack. They're being abused. They're being beaten. And it's 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 very rough. There's very serious nature. And and, and Peter and Ben cannot jump in, and and start making comment in their second language about some poor person that was abused. Uh, uh, it's look, a difficult look, thing. Look. So I said to Drew. Now settle down. I said to Drew, I said, Drew, no more of these alcoholic calls. I even used the word alcohol. And no more of these alcoholic calls for now. Let's take some fun calls. And then, okay. So Drew writes down the little thing there. And like the, uh, the drone, the chimp that I am, I look over. I see the little line number written on there, line number four. I punch it. It's um, uh, Tiffany's mom's an alcoholic. Is it hereditary? And she was abused. Now, Drew, are are you listening to me at all? Look at the list here. Look at the list. Is all right. It, it's, that's the lightest of the list, except for that one. Except Go, for that. Except that for one. the one. Yeah. Except for the one. Start with that one. All right. Start with that one. Except for the one directly Go. above Go it. Go ahead. Go ahead. All Go right. Ahead. Yeah, Tiffany, ahead. we're not making light of your problem. Just hang on for a second. Up after this year. Ezra. Hello. Hey. Hey. Ezra, you're 20. You're on Love Line. Yeah. I have two questions actually. The first one's um, about my girlfriend. I've been going out with her for like two years. And lately, she's had this uh, like hygiene problem. It kind of uh, smells. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, right. You yeah. guys. You guys yeah. hip. Yeah. You hip. You know hygiene. And I don't. Um, well, yeah, like the feminine kind of hygiene kind of thing. Right. And I don't really know how to mention it to her in a nice way, but it's you know it's kind of you know like causing a problem. All right. Let's let's ask Peter now this question. <laughs> yeah, so what's you, what are you doing down there? Like, what do you mean, he, what am I doing? Oh, he's, he's not doing, he's holding his nose is what he's doing. Oh, yeah. She has a smell down there. Yeah, so so why is it there? He, he well, don't have to be there. He, he doesn't have, well, he loves her. Okay, that's the thing. Oh, he wants to stay with her. But hey, he, Adam, he's talking to Ezra. All right, relax, Drew. You're obviously bitter no, now. No, that was a joke. Uh, I don't know. Tell if you her. love someone, you yeah. have to be able to talk to her. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's the main thing, I think. But yeah, she's, like, really insecure and stuff. I, yeah. I mean, she's not, like, the type to take criticism. Okay. I don't know. But it's not a criticism. No. I mean, you're concerned uh, yeah. about her. Mm. W- would you guys tell your girlfriends? It's sure. for her health. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's no good. Right, it's for her health. There could be something wrong. I'm just trying to think of a way to say it. Like, you know, I mean, because I can't be like, honey, you know, it kind of smells. Otherwise, you know. Here's what you say. Here's what you say. I've noticed a change. 
Now, believe me, she'll know the change. It, it, it did not go to uh, the, the scent of lilac. She'll know what change means. I've noticed a change, and I'm a little concerned. I'm wondering if maybe I have an infection or there's right. some difficulty, and, and you should perhaps yeah. get it checked out. Ezra could be the cause yeah. of that change. Mm, Ezra yeah. may have been harboring something that he wasn't mm. aware of and might have mm. brought it to life, so to speak. Uh, I think, Ezra, even more importantly, maybe even uh, one step removed from you even further is to make sure you get her to a, a doctor because if you guys are sexually active, she must have regular pelvic exams. So just start with that. and The doctor will figure it out after you take her in, okay? All right, Ezra. All right. Work the change. All right? All right, so just tell her to go to the doctor or what? No, Bonehead doesn't hear a word I say. I told him to do the change thing. That was a good one. Did, did they, um, how old are you guys? Like 22. Yeah. 22. 20, okay, so you're not, you remember high school, mm. or at least what mm. we call high school out yeah. here. Mm. And did they give away condoms at your high school? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Mm. Now, would you have to go to uh, the nurse's office to get the condoms, or how did they dispense the condoms? Um, well, they, sometimes they were away, uh, available at uh, her office, yeah but, yeah, but sometimes they just came to the class and gave them. Really? Uh, yeah. Like out, out to all the students? Yeah, yeah. a couple of times. W with like a discussion about what they're for and how to use them? Oh, yeah, yeah, sort exactly. of, yeah. And, and did you have uh, what we call sex ed or sexual education mm. class? Oh, yeah. yeah. How how early did that did that start in Sweden? First time. Yeah, first time must have been when we were about uh, twelve. Really? Or something. The Swedes are smart people. <laughs> Very practical. You ever see? They build the cars with the airbags and the safety cage. They oh, give yeah. out the condoms. They talk to the kids about sex. They're they're all business. Those yeah. Swedes. So girls, try us. No good in a war, but but they're all business when it comes to their own. <laughs> now, they. They talked to you about sex. They gave out the condoms. Yeah. yeah. Did they, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Here, did they sort of, were they polite about things or did they just really give you the straight uh, dope? I mean, um, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, did. Do they speak euphemistically? Are they, oh, that, that's yeah, not going to no, help. I get it is? you. I get you. I, I think, you know, all Swedish kids. Like all kids, all, all all over the world, are probably f find their own way. You know, finding their own way. Uh, but you know, but when they taught you the class, did they give you? Did they tell you straight out? Here's this no. and the vagina and penis or 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 uh, uh, vagina or however you say it. I'm not sure I say it in Sweden, uh, but sort of, yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Right. So they they gave they gave you an education mm. about it uh, earlier on. That's what we need to do around here, Drew, by the way. Drew has another call lined up. Christina. Uh-huh. You're 17? Yeah. You're on Love Line with the Cardigans. Hey. Hey. How's Hi. it going, guys? Fine, Fine thanks. thanks. How about yourself? Uh, What's your problem? And it was that's, <laughs> that's the idea, Peter. <laughs> it was like the best thing in the world. What okay, is? Okay, that's no problem. So Their show last night. Oh, oh you yeah. went to the show? Yeah. Wow. And it was like the best show in the world, and oh, really? had to call me and my friend Rose were there, and cool. Aaron and all these people, and yeah. we just had to call because we've been waiting for you guys to come out here for so long, and then they've heard about it. I heard it on the other station that you guys were on today. And, and yeah. where, uh, what, where was the show last night? At the El Rey. Okay, and oh. so you went and you, you loved it. Oh, unbelievable. 
And so I think these guys should be like, everyone in the world should listen to him, and it's just amazing. Well, the, the world would be a better place. There's oh, no doubt about it. Definitely. There was no moshing going on, was there? No, it was like sweet swaying to the music and a little bit of dancing and mixing it up, a little bit of jumping here and there, but <laughs> it was worth it. It was oh, yeah. awesome. But good, good, clean fun. Exactly. Yeah. All right. There's nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with that. And I wanted to know like, when they're planning on coming around again and stuff. So. Wow. We don't know, but as soon as possible, we hope. Oh, we really okay. like it here. You guys really? are going to cool. San Francisco uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow night? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, 5 o'clock. Oh. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's early. And 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 then you're going back to uh, Stockholm after that? Uh, not Stockholm. We're living in the very south of Sweden. But, yeah. But so we, we're going back to Sweden. You're going back home. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how long are you going to stay back home? A week, maybe. And then... No, four days. Then we're off. Okay, on a new tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think you're allowed to say that even in English. Oh, sorry. Uh, all right. Well, or even in Swedish. No. Okay. But you can uh, you can tell I'll us that you can bus. tell you can tell us how to say all those good cuss words after this. Hello, is this Lapine? I have a problem with my stool. Phone number for Loveline is 1 800 Love 191. Uh, I gotta go. Hi, this is Jed Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. Hey, what's up? This is Kanye. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Hear my conversation with the great Brett Easton Ellis. Hello. This is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. Hey, this is Brett Easton Ellis. Check out my podcast on Podcast One, where my guests and I will be discussing all the issues that keep the pop culture world moving, talking, and thinking. It's the Brett Easton Ellis podcast on Podcast One. Hi, this is David Spade, and when I'm driving around listening to the radio, if there's absolutely nothing on any other station, I listen to Loveline with Adam and Drew. Oh, tell me what to do. <laughs> He's a funny little American man, that David Spade. Explaining the... Uh, Saturday, do they have the Saturday Night Live in uh, Sweden, yeah. Peter? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, but it's uh, about a week later. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's okay. It's like uh, fine wine. You have to let it breathe <laughs> yeah. a little bit. It gets, it gets funnier with uh, yeah. age. Yeah, we got David Letterman as well. Oh, you do? Cool. No, you got all the, you got all the big name uh, American guys yeah. over yeah. there. So, you guys who, who are just sort of uh, the cardigans, by the way, we're here with Peter and Bent. Yeah. From the cardigans. And Some their stuff, German. their stuff is, 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 was started to be. All right, I'm going to rephrase this whole thing. Big in Japan, big in Europe, and now coming out to the States. Now, are you guys around your uh, hometown there, are you celebrities? Are you heroes? Not really, actually. No. They don't? No. Why not? They know about us, but, you know, Swedes, they they never get sort of impressed. They're not easily worked up. No. 
they're not like the uh, like when the Beatles came to the United States. Everyone at the airport going nuts and not at all. No, no, the, no, when you guys fly back to Sweden, it'd just be a couple of drunk guys waiting for you. No, just a custom. <laughs> just the custom. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, they have a CD, and it's called Life, and uh, I listened to it all day today, and I really enjoyed it. And we're going to play another song off of it in about ooh, a minute. But first, we got a break for ten. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Well, Loveline, Adam Carroll, Dr. Drew, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191 is the phone number, 310-854-4455 is the fax number. The Australian manpower hunks are on their way, so I hear. So uh, they should be rolling into the studio any minute now. Uh, Until then, we have the Cardigans. We are going to say goodbye to the Cardigans, who have a song, uh, a CD called Life. Peter, Bengt, thanks for coming in guys thanks for having us much uh, success on your your tours and your travels thanks good luck in san francisco very nice town have you been there no, no we haven't you uh did you like los angeles yeah most definitely oh really because yeah. well, you're gonna go nuts for san francisco everybody then. says that. yeah it's beautiful beautiful town so um enjoy that and uh while we're saying goodbye off the air on the air we're gonna play a little cardigan song called sick and tired indeed sick and tired by the cardigans off their cd live and uh now it's just drew and i hallelujah <laughs> not, well not that's a, rude drew. No, i mean i didn't appreciate the guests i did but uh well we got off to I, I, a uh, auspicious start with my uh, svenska flicka comment which uh, apparently doesn't mean anything but like but sent the guest reeling right out of the studio well it, it means like hey girl uh, you don't know what it means evidently does anybody out there know what it means I, they told me during the commercial it meant, hey, you girl. Uh, I, I, I don't know. And then well, they stormed out. No, well, anyway. All right. Then here we are. Bless everyone. You, you pick some calls. Well, we're getting back to Tiffany because I feel bad because she had a real problem. All right. Tiffany, 16. Hi. Uh, do you want me to start over? Sure. Okay. My mom left us, me and my dad, about four months ago, and she's got a real bad alcohol and drug problem. Plus, she's very mentally unstable, and I'm wondering if... Since, like, her mother had the same problems, I'm wondering if maybe I could get it, too. Well, insofar as the, the chemical dependency goes, it is, it is definitely a heritable disorder. And it's about a 50% probability per child that you could get that predisposition for addiction. Yeah. Okay, so there's about a 50-50 chance. Uh, what about the mental part of it? Well, I don't know what that is. Uh, you know, it could be a lot of different things. It could just all be related to the addiction. All right, Drew. I think it is. Let me, yeah. let me uh, draw up an analogy here, if all you right. don't mind. All right. Um, it's sort of like this, as I understand it. She may have the predisposition right. to it, but that does not mean that she has to do it. 
Uh, I mean, it's sort of like this. If both, here's here's my example. Let's say you have overweight parents, and their metabolism is is slow. Mm-hmm. And and you know, when you see fat kids, sometimes most often their parents are are fat, or, right. or their grandparents, or right. something like that. So you have that that is brought down to you in 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 the genes. Yeah. But it does not mean that if you exercise and you adhere to a strict diet and probably a little stricter than other people with a faster metabolism would right, have to you, do, you, but you, that you, you, you're you not doomed to be right, fat. Right. Or, or, or to get, even if you were to get fat, to get severely fat necessarily. I've never touched drugs in my life. And I'm, I, well, like, stay with that. That's the best way to, you know, we don't know what the answer is to people who are clearly predisposed how to prevent them from getting addiction. I mean, the, obviously the best thing is not to develop a relationship with addictive substances, but if well, even that doesn't guarantee that sometime in your life it won't sort of creep in in some accidental way. So just keep heads up, you know, watch out for it, all right? All right. Now, Drew, I'm ignoring. Good. All right. And I'm not going to write these things down anymore. Yeah, don't, because right. you, you're you're like the uh, Grim Reaper over there. Right. Angela, 17, you're on Loveline. How are you guys doing? Good. All right. My problem is um, it's not really that serious. Just kind of a light one for you guys. Good. That's why I went to you. (laughs) I've got this boyfriend, and I don't know. He never takes me out, and I've been with him for like four months, and I don't know. He says he cares about me and everything, and I don't know. How can you tell when a guy, like, seriously cares about you? Because he never shows me. He just says, oh, I care about you. And I don't know if he's filling me up with hot air or what. He never shows you with ways that you need to to see? Yeah, well, he's not really affectionate, and he, like... So so he's not physically affectionate either? Not really. So the things that you need to feel fulfilled, Mm -hmm. you're basically getting none of. Yeah, pretty much. Why are you in this relationship? I don't know. Should I leave him? I mean, that's really more the issue. I mean, even if he does care about you, if he can't communicate and engage in the relationship in a manner which fulfills you, why would you stay in it? I can't hear you. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, we're here. Angela. Okay. Yeah. Listen, guys will get away with well, what really guys can get away with for the most part, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I hate to admit it, but I am the same way. I am like, I'm like a dog out in the yard. And you uh, you put that stake into the ground, and you tie the leash around it. And if you give me fifteen feet of of of, of leash, I will stay fifteen feet away. If you give me twenty feet, I will go twenty. I will take as much as I possibly can, and even uh, strangle myself. <laughs> Thank you, Engineer Mike. That's that's the way guys are. If you permit him to do this stuff, he's gonna do it. If I want him to, like, light the fire or something, if, like, if I want him to take me out, how could I ask him to do that? Well, he should get this crap down in the first, at the beginning of the relationship. How, how, how long have you been dating? Um, four, months. four months. Yeah. And he never was this way. He's never, like, taken me out or anything. He's he always been this once. way. The first right. date, like, actually, I had known him for, like, two days, and he bought me a rose. Why don't you just start giving, taking the lead and saying we're going out? That's it. I take him out? No, just plan it. Really? Yeah. Have take that's it. what Drew's wife does. Believe me, yeah. he's just he's just baggage with a wallet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's like Samsonite with uh, an ATM built into the side of it. <laughs> Angela. Yes. Here's the deal. Okay. You have to say to this guy, listen, I know you like me, and I like you, but you have to show me you like me, and, and you can't just think it. Okay. He, he cannot uh, translate it uh, telepathically to you. You must do acts. Guys, you must do the things that women understand. You must speak in their language. No, whatever, whoever your partner is, you must fulfill their needs. You must be sensitive to what their needs are and try to meet them. All right. And for guys, oftentimes it's a physical thing. Right. 
And for women, oftentimes it comes in, it manifests itself in, in the form of flowers, in the form of cards, in the of calling up and saying, hey, I was just thinking about you. Oh, man, guys, yeah. if you want to score, you want to score that night, you call that afternoon. Call your girlfriend at work. And just that, call her. I just say you're a great one for all kinds of cards, too, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. I don't have any. Uh, no. Drew, please. Again, you're like a you're like a Speedball. you're like a barrel. I'm trying to ice skate here. Call men. Call your woman tomorrow at work. Call your women. Call them at you know noon, and go. Oh no, just called. Just was thinking about you, and I just wanted to call you and tell you how much how much I love you or uh, how much uh, whatever. <laughs> And then you'll score that night. Well, the engineer Mike said you know, they'll think you're cheating on you. <laughs> All right, can we continue? What? I, I don't know, Drew. You're just uh, you're really. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bring the uh, Australian manpower guys in. Don. Hi. Twenty. Hi. Um, am I in the air right now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm calling about. I know he's listening tonight. Um, about the respect issue. We have a son together. We uh, share a house together. And uh, he has taken a respect level a little low. You're not married? No, we're not married. What does it mean, respect level? What does that mean? Um, to the point of me walking in to when he has friends around, I'm saying, is the ride open, honey? To, uh, I think that's a sexual reference, well, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The is the log jammer open? Yeah. Basically. All right. Um, to the point of when he's uh, said he's going to watch our son, to walking out on that, to uh, to remembering his friends' birthdays over mine, uh, remembering their Christmas time over. Right, over uh, just more the just sort of general neglect that uh, I was just describing what uh, how guys do this all the time. Yeah. All right, Don. And you know he he kind of respects your opinion a lot. So. Oh, he does. What's yeah. his name? Uh, I better not give it. All right, but he's listening. Yeah. He's All right, listening. we'll 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 give him a uh, code name, Craphead. Okay, Craphead, listen to me, please. First, Don, you have my permission to cut him off sexually. Okay, that usually gets a guy's uh, attention. Number two, uh, Craphead, respect Don and remember how good she was to you before she leaves you, because she will, and you will be crying the blues. And they have a kid. And they have a kid. For crying out loud on behalf of the kid, at least try to make a, a stable, uh, s- somewhat loving environment. We um, we beg you for, for the kids, Craphead. We, we do, you know, we have our good parts. There are good parts to this. Right. All right. Um, what are they? But, but the basic problem is... What are the good things? He doesn't... What, what are the good things? Yeah. Going, you know, going out, having a good time. So you have um, fun together. What? Yeah, yeah, we have fun together. That's not too much of a relationship. Um, what? Your party pals. Party pals. No, we live in the same house. We we do share the responsibilities. Um, part part of the problem with the respect issue is he doesn't like the fact that I don't earn the same amount of money he does. Ugh, for Christ's and sake! He pays D- most of the bills, so he figures. Don, Don, settle down. As soon as we went after Craphead, you rushed to his defense. Did you notice that? Yeah. You're doing too much of that. 
You're giving him a mixed message. You have one message. It's not okay to treat you the way he's been treating you. That has to be your only message. You're giving right. him an ambiguous message. He's getting two messages. On one hand, you're telling him this can't go on. On the other hand, he's hearing he knows he can get away with it as long as he, as long as he wants. He'll pull on that leash and yeah. choke himself. That's right. So Don, lay down the law. Now we have Jamie and Marty. The Thunder from Down Under. Now, <laughs> let me, uh, you, you two, uh, you guys ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Now, all right, now I don't, uh, all right, wait, wait, right, can you start, are you guys on the cover here? That's right, I am. Yeah. yeah right on the end there, Jamie. Oh, right. Yeah, huh? Marty's on the next issue. Wow. Which you guys haven't got yet, I'm surprised. Look at that, yeah, but... And I'm uh, I'm already almost through this one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are the uh, Australian manpower guys. Thunder from that's down right. under. That's the right. Thunder from down under. Yeah. A brilliant slogan, if I if I may say that. Thank you. And basically, a lot of just guys uh, built, uh, not much hair. Uh, muscly, tan. <laughs> On their bodies, that oh, is. Yeah. Right. Everyone's got, everyone's got facial hair. But <laughs> get the hair. Damn, you find a lick of hair on their chest. <laughs> now, what's wrong? Now, now, let me let me just say this. I got a little hair on my ass. All right? And uh, you, you know what? I what? can relate to that. Can you? I can. Honestly, I got to tell you, you I can relate. Ass, yeah, <laughs> but really, I mean, oh, okay, wait a minute. Now we got to talk because... I shaved my ass one time. Now, I got, I got, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I didn't. Right, well, my problem's not quite that bad. But, oh, it isn't. But, but I can imagine that would be a pretty um, painful exercise after a few days. Well, how old are you? I'm 26. Just 26. 26 last okay, because yeah. you know when I was 26, my ass was like a baby's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you think, still think I have puberty to look forward to? Uh, it huh? all starts coming. Well, puberty is kind of weird because first, like you get a little hair down around the uh, right. nether regions there, yeah. and then you get a little on the chin, and then for some reason God curses you and starts putting it on your back. All after 26, right? Uh, yeah, about eh, yeah, later 20s, oh, early 30s. Boy. That's when the weird hair starts coming in. Thanks, you just made my night. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna have to practice. A little more uh, before you pop into those thong backs, but l let's talk about what you guys uh, do. We, we we have the calendar here. Drew, is that uh, does that do anything for you? Showing Drew the uh, one where you guys well, are in front not. of the waterfall there. Now, <clears throat> junk all uh, well. A couple of you guys to the left, others to the right. Now, is really when they're taking these pictures? Do they say, uh, "Listen, uh, Marty"? You, your penis is, is coming out from the side of your shorts. <laughs> we, can you fix that? We, we, believe it or not, there's always someone to monitor that. But um, no, really, no. Uh, you know, a good like practice this, of keeping it in too, as well. So, I guess that's where they got the name Grip from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy's coming at you with some uh, duct tape and a wet nap, and it's <laughs> it's a little scary. Makeup. All right, so you guys are uh, you're on tour. That's right, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We've, we're actually, uh, we've just finished a week in Reno, and um, we're here for a week doing publicity and so forth. We're playing at uh, the comedy store, actually, tomorrow night. Oh, up on Sunset yeah, Strip. Yeah, yeah, just one show. And how, and, do, how, um, does this show, how does this show work? It's basically, it's composed of a, of a lot of acrobatics, lighting, um, lots of dancing, different fantasy characters that take you through... Um, different eras throughout the world, like um, oh, it goes right back to the Viking days, and then you have um, more modern acts that sort of um, use a lot of laser lighting and stuff like that. So it's it's uh, quite an exciting show. We throw a lot of comedy into it as well. So it's not so much um, 
you know, it's not it's looked at as more of a, a strip type thing. It's, it's, it's more, more of a cabaret, cabaret, cabaret show. Yeah. So it's the um, basically our regular type gig is our, uh, is the Stardust in, in Las Vegas. We play there for which we go after uh, every here. summer. Oh, okay. Um, eight weeks. So it's yeah. like the uh, history of the world is seen through uh, the eyes of a guy in a world in, in underwear with a sock pushed down <laughs> the front of his shorts. Uh, no, minus the socks. But other than that, it. it's completely historically accurate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you'd be surprised. Now, do you uh, do you do you guys play different parts? I mean, do you do yeah, a certain yeah, time in history? A, yeah. I do a South South American act. Ooh, I mean, yeah. kind of like uh, with the drums and everything and uh, stuff like that. You doing like a do you do anything with a? Well, like I'm thinking Rio. Rio Style. I'm thinking Polynesian, but no, uh, no, 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 no. Get get a little uh, get a little more uh, Rio with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and then here we have Captain Hook. Oh. So um, you know, it. each guy goes through about seventeen costume changes throughout the whole show, and it runs for two and a half hours. So it's pretty intricate. You know, the, the guys have quick changes and. Uh, and is there a lot of tipping going on at these no, things? No, actually, we don't, we don't do tipping, tipping no. at all. Oh, no. that sucks. Well, that's it's more of a stage show, you know, for yeah. the ladies. Right. Um, it's more of us come in, pay you one price, sit down, enjoy a good show, and don't have anything sort of thrown in your face. You know what I mean? And do, but it's, um, I've seen these, and now I, I've been to many a strip bar, and I'm, I'm not saying you guys are are strippers. Yeah. You do a cabaret show, but mm. there's a there, there's some um, there's sexuality involved. Oh, of course. Well, you've, got to, you've got to market it with that, yeah. right? In the first place. And I've I've been to a lot of these shows uh, for the females up yeah. on stage, yeah. and guys, they sit there. They're pretty subdued. They sit there and they get these. They get the. They give them the stink eye. You know, they just stare like they're going to kill them <laughs> later on. But they don't <laughs> jump up and down that much. Now yeah. the women, on the other hand. And I've seen these these shows where these guys are dancing. Women seem to go nuts. All their inhibitions go. Yeah, go. Okay. yeah, it's it's amazing. It really is. I think it's more more the the camaraderie they have with all their girlfriends as well. Um, you know, getting together and sort of having one big release is is you know a yeah, they don't exciting thing the for them. You know, yeah, they, can, they don't they get, get to cut loose that yeah. often. Yeah, so and they, it's a, so it's, it's a bonding moment really for them. For right, oh. female bonding. <laughs> right, and you guys are the only guys in the room. That's fantastic. <laughs> what a job. The females are just, you basically pulled the ripcord on the libido. They're all running around like a bunch of crazed pygmies getting ready for battle. And these guys are in a pair of shorts standing, all right, at the end of the stage. It's scary, isn't it? Oh, what a rough life you guys have. All right, so when we come back, we will talk a little more to Jamie and Marty, the thunder from down under, the uh, Australian manpower guys. And you guys will give your uh, hunk's eye view on some of these uh, calls we have. Yeah, I'd be glad For to. Sure. All right. I'm starting to itch. Love Line will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. The Film Vault. Classic movies. The Film Vault. New movies. The Film Vault. Movies that are in theaters now. The Film Vault. Movies you can stream right in your own home. The Film Vault. Movies you gotta track down on video on demand. The Film Vault. Movies you may have missed. The Film Vault. Movies you want to see again. The Film Vault. Movies you have to see because everyone's talking about them. The Film Vault. High stakes gambling. The Film Vault. Why aren't you listening? You can hear all that and more over there on The Film Vault on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. One. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Dr. Drew. 
We're here with Marty and Jamie, both from Australian manpower, the thunder from down under. It, uh, well, basically, uh, how, how did you get into this? Oh, it's not something you sort of get out of school and think, well, this is what I want to <laughs> do in life. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, the guys are from all different backgrounds. We have guys that were chefs, guys that were miners that worked underneath coal mines. Um, we have insurance salesmen, dental technician, you know, guys that have all sort of come from different fields. And Did any, any broadcasting guys, any guys with the radio uh, show? No, but we've had oh. a few offers, would you believe? Okay, all right. Would you believe? But yeah. Yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, I mean, you guys you guys see a lot of good-looking guys, and, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I'm yeah. not working out every day, but oh, um, no, no, no. I think there's some potential here. Personality is an important Definitely. thing, too. Definitely. <laughs> 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 uh, Drew, not bad for a doctor. Yeah. Pretty good. Get out there with the stethoscope swinging around. Yeah. There it is. The... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tongue depressor under his arm, uh, putting on that rubber glove real slow, like. <laughs> uh, so, do they have a big, um, like, open call? For uh, this? We, basically, we we, uh, we have an audition once a year. We, at the moment, we have two troops of eight guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one one is in London at the moment, and we're doing the U.S. tour. So um, each year, we sort of um, the guys get to re-sign on for another year's option. Um, whoever doesn't sign on, we recruit new guys and train them from then on. When they're ready, they come on the road. So, But um, it's not something that's... Um, most of the guys have, have done some sort of modeling, dancing, um, you know, even even some acting work. And I, I think that, that that's they need some sort of experience with... Uh, you know, with stage, a little bit of a showbiz yeah, background, course, yeah, yeah, right? In because the entertainment industry, even if you got a washboard stomach and a, and a year-round tan, you can't just hop up on exactly. stage and, and do the uh, history of the world with your pants off and sell it <laughs> exactly. without a little theatrical background. <laughs> I know what it's like to perform, gentlemen, and that's where I say I could do a little comedy shtick. There it is, and before I, you know, drop the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carlos, twenty-one. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I wanted to ask Dr. Drew, um, what's the difference between, like, shrooming and popping acid tabs? Difference in what sense? Yeah, because um, does, like, acid contain speed, I heard? Sometimes they sell it that way, but no, LSD is a particular compound. It's a hallucinogenic. Uh, and okay, it- well, basically, that's what I'm saying, like, the, the shrooms is it doesn't contain no speed, right? Mushrooms are also hallucinogenic. They're just a weaker hallucinogenic. Right, right. Yeah, because um, see, I have the habit of like sitting in my room, and that's all I do. You know, I don't go out for nothing. Not a good thing. And right. um, but the speed is like it keeps me awake. You know, wide awake. Carlos. Yeah. What are you doing, sitting in your room all day and night? You just take acid and sit in your room. Yeah. And how do you support yourself? I work. I have a job. Well, do you, would you work out of your room? No, no, no. All right. I'm, so I'm you, a job. you go to a job. Yeah. You work full time. Yeah. And you make money and you buy acid and you go home and you fry. Right. Okay. How long have you been doing this for? Oh, man. For about a year and a half. All right. You're, you are going to suffer some real serious complications from this or may already have. See, because um, I smoke a lot of pot. Yeah, I mean, the, the the I can guarantee you the first thing you're going to experience is a lot of depression, a lot of irritability. 
Yeah, well, the depression, I'm already going through that. Yeah, you you need to get some help, Carlos. This is serious stuff. You, I think you, that's I think that's part of the reason why I don't get out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure of that. Uh, and God knows you probably maybe be locked in and rarely get a chance to come down from all that acid. Uh, see a doctor, call a psychiatrist, see your family doctor. Well, he's not going to. Wait a minute, he doesn't have a family doctor. Do not? Not a, Well, I've got my HMO. Well, talk to the HMO folks about what's going on with you. Okay. Carlos, yeah. use the HMO, please. Do that. Please do I mean, that. Although, although the, the the access to care is restricted, there there would be something available for some, someone like you. Believe me. But yeah, I mean, Car- if, if, uh, believe me. If if Carlos does not qualify, right. then nobody's qualifying right. as a drug addict. Right. So Carlos, please get yourself some help. You don't like this life. It's only going to get worse, Carlos. You're on a, you're on a slippery slope right now. Okay. It, uh, or like the side effects because I'm at work and I'm doing my work and like you flash back. All of a sudden, yeah, like my clipboard will melt. Yeah, Carlos, don't, don't. You're really damaging yourself. Please get some help. Please get some help. Boy, he, this is the, that's the kind of stuff that I, I see people 10 years after the fact still in institutions with chronic depressions. I think Carlos should start working out. He should get himself a tan. He should shave himself. He should put together some sort of tiki act. Get an Australian accent. Get an Australian accent and join up. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Jeffrey, twenty, you're on Loveline with Hi, how are you? the Australian man power hunks. <laughs> how are you? Good. Good. Well, uh, this is kind of what's going on. I had a uh, girlfriend for the last five years, all through high school, and uh, we were engaged to be married this Saturday. Uh, we were engaged for about two years, and then uh, caught her cheating on me mm. about uh, a month and a half ago. And it turns out she did it with the same guy twice. What do you mean you caught her? Um. Well, okay. The first time she said she was going to her friend's house to stay the night, she was supposed to be staying, you know, spend the night with me. And uh, a little leery about it because she wasn't too good of a friend with this person. And she ended up showing up at 2 a.m. stoned. And uh, that's not like her. And then uh, about three days later, or actually the next day, she said she wanted to call off the wedding. And I blew up. And then uh, a couple of days later, I caught her uh, over, to, over at this guy's house. She said she was going to her friend's house again. And uh, I mean, she may be. She wants out yeah, of the wedding, Jeffrey. Yeah, she really wants out. Well, you're not letting her out, and so she's starting to act in such a way as to cause you to insist on her leaving. Have you ever heard of the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back, it's yours. If it doesn't, it never was. Oh, totally. It, it was, It was. you know, I, I didn't think that I was cracking down on her, to be honest. I thought I was giving her plenty of room. She. Well, you she, said you blew up, Jeffrey. I blew up about that, but okay, okay. <laughs> and she was said, I don't want to get married, and you wouldn't hear it. No, that same day, she went out and spent $500 on wedding materials. She said, call off the marriage, right? No, yeah, that night she said she said she thought we need to postpone it. I said, okay. All right. and then, but Jeffrey, yeah. listen to me. Okay. We get these calls all the time that people are engaged and they go and do something stupid. They hook up with an old boyfriend. They hook up with an old girlfriend. What it is is they, they're scared. Or they don't think the person's right, or whatever reason it is, they don't want to get married. So instead of confronting the person and right. saying, I don't want to get married, they just go off and do something that's not going to let them or, get or married. Or they can't even confront themselves. I mean, sometimes it's, a, it's scary to admit to yourself after you've spent $3,000 on a dress that you really don't want that dress, and you can't admit it to yourself. You know what it's going to do to your partner, and so you just start acting in ways you don't understand. Believe me, I know I dropped 3200 on a dress, and it's just... Gathering moths. See, that's the thing. My dad co signed for a car or losing that money. I have like 
thousand dollars in wedding. All right. Yeah, but you're 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 selling us on why she has to marry you. No, 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 no. I'm, we're totally over with. Oh. What my question is is from about the last week. The big day was supposed to be the Saturday, and I'm sinking off the deep edge as the days come. I mean, I'm not a drinker or anything, and I got to say, I've been doing a right. Good okay, drinking. you're going insane. I am in a bad way. All right, let's, what, what can I? What can be? I mean. How should I be coping with this? Should I just take the trauma and step, or should I, you know, be getting out? Should I, you know, I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's ask Marty and Jamie. These guys, uh, I'm sure, have never been dumped uh, in their lives. <laughs> but hypothetically, if some woman was to turn you guys down, uh, how would you feel? What would you do about it? What would you tell Jeffrey? I think the first thing to do is is not not take it out on yourself. I mean. There was obviously reasons for in herself that she did she did this, and and you can't sit there and blame it on yourself and and get depressed about that. I think the best thing is is for you just to keep your your buddies close by, and slowly but surely you know get back on your feet again and sort of don't go out and look for another relationship straight away, but build strength before you do that and um, and lean on your buddies. All right, psychological what, genius yeah. and looks good in a thong back. <laughs> bathing suit. What, ladies, what more do you want? Please. Yeah. But I'm about to pull out a revolver and shoot both you guys. <laughs> but the worst thing you can do is, is um, go go and do a bouncing board thing and, and, and jump onto an, another relationship. Because, uh, that's not going to help you at all. Again, so. Right. All right, Jeffrey. All right. Thank you very much. Get your buddies around No you. worries, no mate. Worries. No worries, mate. I like that. That's that's a good Australian thing. No worries, mate. We got to work <laughs> in the no worries thing here on Love Line. <laughs> It's really like, uh, okay, so you're an alcoholic, you, you attempted suicide on a number of occasions, you're uh, hooked on an amphetamines, but uh, no worries, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's talk about you guys and uh, your relationships. Do you guys, are you guys married? Do you have girlfriends? No, it's no, kind of it's kind of hard because we tour, we spend forty weeks of the year touring. You know what I mean? So right. you're living out of a suitcase constantly. You, it's it's not really fair on your other partner to sort of expect them to sit in the back and wait for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have jobs and lives too, and, and you've sort of got to give quality time if, you, if you're going to expect anything in return. It's hard to pull away. Like when, you come, when we come home at the end of the year mm-hmm. and you spend time and you get close together, and then you realize you're to separate again, that makes it hard on yourself as well. Yeah. Right. You know, on both parties. So it's just not, it's not fair. It's kind of a job that really, if you take it up, and however long you want to stay in it, you've got to, you know, pretty much. You have to stay pretty focused. You've got to sacrifice here. Yeah. Right. Oh yes, yeah. it's a tremendous sacrifice. I mean, we're not. Yes, we're not meaningless <laughs> sex all over the country. It's oh, got to be uh, horrible for you too. <laughs> Wait, you need oh. some tissue, or you're okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's all choked up, isn't he? <laughs> I can see that. Uh, well, when we come back, we will delve a little more into the psyche of the manpower hunks, as well as helping the youth of America. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? Love line will be right back! 
Hi, this is Jed Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. Hey, what's up? This is Kanye. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Hear my conversation with the great Brett Easton Ellis. Hello, this is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. Hey, this is Brett Easton Ellis. Check out my podcast on Podcast One, where my guests and I will be discussing all the issues that keep the pop culture world moving, talking, and thinking. It's the Brett Easton Ellis podcast on Podcast One. Back the phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. The fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Caroli. Is Doctor Drew? We're here with Marty and Jamie. They are the uh, Thunder from Down Under, the Australian Manpower guys. It's basically a um, handful of guys that look real good with their shirts off, and they uh, they go on like uh, the Donahue show, and the, they travel around. They do the circuit. And uh, they mince around in their underwear, and the women go nuts. And they're uh, coming to a town near you, and they have uh, calendars and, and catalogs. And uh, it's just basically what uh, women do for men, but men are doing it for women. And it's a little a little that's payback yeah, time, yeah, as it. producer Ann said. It's, it's and the 90s. Nothing wrong with that. Now, is it uh, so it's like sort of a, a squad. How many are there? Is it's just I'm looking at the cover here and there's uh, seven guys. Yeah, basically there's seven in each troop uh-huh. with, um, with a presenter to go with Which each. Which is like the compare. Well, yeah. then maybe I could work myself into the presenter. <laughs> there you go. Rotation. Yeah, yeah. you got the voice yeah. happening. That's for sure. Well, you yeah. guys might call the MC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like you, you know, that. like yeah. when you see a porn movie. Once in a while, you see like an older fat guy, and you go, "Okay, <laughs> he's not taking his clothes off, but he's he's doing the narrating." There you go. I could do that. Yeah. All right. You have to package this nicely, though. You got to sell it. Mm-hmm. You got to, oh. you know, you got to wear a, oh. a remarkable object. Oh yeah. You, you've got to sell it with pizzazz. Oh no, believe me, I'd. <laughs> but after, believe me, after uh, after a half hour, of me out there, women staring at me, they'd be hungry for you guys. <laughs> I would get them whipped up into a frenzy. <laughs> or I could just sicken them on the whole notion of men, turn them all to lesbians, and send them off uh, demanding their money back. Trevor, yeah. seventeen, you're on Loveline. Yeah. Um, I have a kind of a problem with fantasies sometimes. Um, a lot of times I'll be sitting at school a lot and I'll get really bored and my mind will just kind of go for a blank and then all of a sudden, um, like weird sexual fantasies about women that are next to me or whatever will pop into my mind. Um, and then another, like, that happens a lot. Then every once in a while, like, um, animals will animals will play a part into those fantasies too and it's starting to scare me and i don't i don't want to do anything like that but every once in a while when my mind's at my mind's blank like that that happens all right so in, instead of um counting sheep you're humping them almost it's it, it, it scares the hell out of me all right so it, obviously you're, you're thinking you may act on something because you you wouldn't be scared otherwise mm-hmm. what what don't ask. I don't even know where to start. Uh, well, I, I, I got to say, masturbation's always a uh, an option. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. You, it takes a it it takes a little of your initiative away. Mm-hmm. You go. Uh, uh, you go. Here, here's the way the the mind works. You go. Geez, I, I really want to have sex um, with a cow. 
Mm. Boy, I'm just dying. And then you go, uh, uh, but let me just masturbate first. And then you masturbate, and you go, no, no, I'll, I'll hump the cow tomorrow. I gotta watch. I gotta watch a little TV. Yeah. And, no, it's nothing like that. I, I well, maybe subconsciously. What kind of animals are you thinking about? Um, it varies from farm animals to house domestic animals. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not. It's not particular. It's. It. I don't know. It doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. But it happens enough uh, so that you're scared. Yeah. All right. So, and then the other thing, though, I'm not sure, but uh, when uh, it's with the women, though, when I fantasize about the women, it's more of an S and M type thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of I don't know. I, I like pain a little bit. I don't do it to the point where I'm alone in the dark cutting my wrist or anything like that. All right, Trevor. Yeah. This is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Okay. And that's where uh, most of it, mm-hmm. certainly the animal part, should remain. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, I, I totally agree. That's why you have your fantasies. Now, don't go telling everyone about these animal <laughs> I don't. fantasies. Or they're they're going to lock up the dog every time you come over the house. <laughs> you want to make too many friends. <laughs> that's, that's definitely true. I don't, actually, I don't tell anybody about them. But listen, mm-hmm. don't act on them. You know I, they're fantasies. Yeah, I, I understand. All right. Understand the difference. That's all, Drew. What do you think? Mm. Huh? Mm. What? Bogus? N- not necessarily. I mean, he's he's scared not because he's afraid he's going to do something. He's scared because he's afraid there's something wrong with him that he's having these kind of weird fantasies. And I don't know that there isn't. Uh, I just don't think we'd be able to find out in just a couple minutes on the radio. All right, Sherry, twenty-three. You're on Loveline with the Australian manpower hunks. Hi. Um, my problem is um, I was molested as a child and um i'm married now but i've never had an orgasm uh-huh. and i i can make myself have one but i've never had one with a partner and i don't know if i should tell my husband that i can do it you know but i don't i've never told anybody that i'm after being oh uh sherry there's a good time to ask. First, uh, turn down the calliope in the background or whatever the hell's going on back there. Okay. All right. Do you, do you look at any material when you masturbate? No. You, you see where I'm heading here, guys. No? No. Never? No. Girls don't what the hell is wrong with women? Girls don't look at stuff. I'm telling you it would help. No. I no. would be better. No. Can't you get one of these manpower uh, calendars and, and deal yourself to that, Sherry? For, no, I can have an orgasm when I masturbate. I can't. Oh, you want me to look at that when I'm with my husband? Oh, I no. I don't, no, I don't think that's that. really... No. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. You know what? Have you tried actually, like, sharing it with him? No. You know, sharing your, your masturbation with him? No, he doesn't know that I do, or that I can even have an orgasm. Well, I mean, if, I'm sure if well, you break it to him slowly and he's understanding enough, then that would probably be the best option. Sherry, yeah. why can't you tell him that you do this? Because I'm ashamed. Okay. Don't be ashamed of it. This guy would probably uh, pop a bottle of champagne if he saw you have an orgasm. Most guys would. And I'm sure that, you know, once... uh, I mean, you have children by the sounds of it. Yeah. Unfortunately. So you've been with this guy for a long time? Unfortunately, what? I said she won't go to sleep. Uh, But, I mean, it sounds like you've been with this guy for a long time then. Yeah, six years. Well, I'm sure he's understanding enough to to go along with with whatever you want to do. And... if you were open enough with him, then um, maybe he might come your way and he could understand 
how to how to join in too, you know? Hey, here's my plan, by the way. When you do it in front of him, you do it as if it was the first time you've ever done it. You don't have to tell him you've been sneaking off into the that's shower to do exactly. this. Yeah. You do like a little, hey, what's this? And oh, then, hey, you, yeah. that's something. Like you've been doing it for and then afterwards time. you think, oh, man, that was great. I, 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 yeah. I didn't realize. But right. We just hit something new there. Yes. Let's do it again we, we sometime. We stumbled upon this. Yeah. Your yeah. witness. Yep. All right, Sherry? Thank you. All right, that's it. That's the answer. Have fun. Oh, you guys are good. <laughs> Jenny, 19. Hi. Hey. Um, well, okay, this is my situation. I was having a threesome with my boyfriend Rick and his friend Brad. You smell bogo yes, bogoosity? Yes, 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 oh, yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. You're not, well, no, 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 stop, stop. Okay, yeah, we getting rid of her? Well, if, unless she's ready to come clean and tell us what's really going on. Because she there's said no, there's no, Rick and Brad. Yes, and there's nobody that has gone through something like that that would have such high spirits about it. They would be very mm, disturbed. I'll tell you, I would. No. I got to tell you, I would. All right, you want to see? Did she go somewhere? Jenny? Jenny, yeah, I'm here. Hi. All right. Now, Rick Drew, and Brad, like, left. They went and had their own little party and kind of just left me there. And, like, Rick is my boyfriend. What am I supposed to do? He's like... All I right. find out he's like, bye. I mean, Jenny, come on. Jenny. Hmm. All right. Total, Settle, absolutely do not. not settle down. Listen. Listen to me. Okay. All right. Don't swallow your gum. Just listen. Never. Drew thinks this is a bogus call. No, he, it's not a bogus call. Well, obviously, it's your job to say that, isn't it, Jenny? Oh, of course. Now, he thinks on. it's bogus because you said, Rick and Brad, five times already. And because your demeanor is so um, flippant, it's so flippant. Flipping. Hmm. All right. Well, if you doubt me, then that's your own problem. <laughs> All right. Three, uh, two, one. Yes. Fire. Blast off. When somebody goes through something like that, it, it is a terribly, terribly disturbing, disturbing phenomenon. Well, wait a minute, yes, Drew. No, All I right, am. let me make a counterpoint. Guys, back me up. All right, I won't plug the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> right or wrong, like just get it. behind me. <laughs> now, listen, Drew. Adam. She could be Jenny. Really a sick person and could just be have very, no, no feelings at all in a situation like that? Well, listen. There are plenty of people who have done some experimenting sexually who don't regret it or don't feel as if they'd went out and committed a murder. There are plenty of people that have had threesomes. Yeah, but it's her boyfriend who right. just took off with some guy and left her there just now. Oh, she said it just happened? Just, just happened. Ha- just, just happened. No, oh, just okay. then? I didn't get that, Drew. They just went off just now and had their own party. That's what she said. Oh. Well, I thought she was saying that in a past tense, Drew. Yeah. Boys, did you pick that up? No. I Three against oh, one. <laughs> right. Talk to Jenny. Get her hey, you want me to plug on? the calendar? Jenny? Yes? When did you have the threesome? It was like two hours ago. Whoa. Okay. Drew. All right. Chalk one up Drew. for Drew. Chalk one up. Vindication. Jenny? Mm-hmm. Your, yep. your boyfriend, how long has he been your boyfriend? About a year and a half. Come on. Okay. Do you love him? Of course. Okay. Whose idea? True. Even if it's bogus, it still could be no, true in certain no, ways. Like you can't, when, when, no, because people shouldn't even get the sense 
that this kind of a traumatic experience could be managed in a flippant way by somebody with any emotional Especially after world, two hours. life yeah. at all. Drew, yeah. when is, when Spielberg made Schind- Schindler's no, List, no. did he actually throw bodies in to be cremated, live people, or did he just use dummies in a but recreation? At least, but at least it looked like it would in real life. This isn't even approximating a real-life experience. I just want to make a Schindler's List reference. Jenny. Yes. I, I believe you, baby. Uh-huh. You know why? Why? Because I want to believe. Well, it's the truth. Okay. So whose idea was it for the threesome? Well, it was both of ours. Okay. I and, agreed to it as okay. long as he didn't flip out on me like he did. Okay. And he had sex with you and this other guy had yes. sex with you. Yes. And he sat there and watched this other guy have sex. Yes. Okay. And then when you were all done, what happened? He went off with the other man. And, and what, what kind of mood was he in? Well, I guess he was in a horny mood, obviously. He went off with this other guy. Didn't he, satisfy he, him enough, obviously. Oh, he went off to have sex yes, with the guy? he went off and had sex with this other male. Did you watch? Did I watch? Did no, I was disgusted. How do you know he was going off to have What's sex this? with the well, other guy? Well, he went into the other room. I could kind of, like, moment, like, the feeling was there. I kind of, like, peeped in and kind of got disgusted and left. All right, so the guy's at least bisexual. Obviously, Drew, comp- Drew has a puss on like he just bit into a lemon, a salted lemon, I got to tell you. <laughs> Drew and I, Drew and I have just been arguing all night like a like a like an old couple. Right. Drew, what are the facts here? Hmm? Excuse me? What are the facts? Drew doesn't believe a word of any of this. But Jenny? Well, Drew can believe whatever he wants. Uh, okay, all right. Don't don't, don't do not be bitchy, Jenny. Please. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I'll not plug your calendar if you give me any attitude. Now, Jenny, the, all right, the relationship's over. The guy's at least bisexual. Mm-hmm. It's over. So all it's right? Over. Yes. Okay. Did you like him that much? I thought I did, but all right, I but, not. All right, move on. Okay. okay, there you go. So I don't know if it was real or not, but uh, well, but move the, on. Unfortunately, it at least points out the fact that people that engage in threesomes almost without exception, have all kinds of feelings they don't anticipate generated. And it's usually terribly disturbing for people right. when those feelings come to the surface. It is it's it is a dangerous territory, and it's okay to have your kicks, but if you expect to maintain the relationship after the threesome, oftentimes it can be difficult. And that brings me to a gay question, guys. <laughs> Seriously. I know all these guys hey, are gay, besides Hit you us. two. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we get those <laughs> Come on, any any gay guys in the group? No. no really? It'd be really? pretty impossible to um, to work in front of thousands of screaming girls. Exactly. Or right, or right around the world and, and, um, and be gay at the okay, same time. Okay, this, I mean, this guy, come on. No. <laughs> no. Come on, look at him. They always point to him. He's thinking of penis. I can, I can tell no. what a man is thinking. And you guys are thinking, brass, 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 penis. He's thinking. <laughs> no? All right. Well, it was worth a try. <laughs> i got to find something on you guys. All right. When we come back, I, I, will, uh, I will reveal that they have no genitalia, these manpower men. We're, we're going to do a, a cavity search uh, performed by uh, my partner, Dr. Drew. After this.
the Ask Women podcast. There is a point that you also have to really respect yourself. Do you want to ask you about your book and getting yes. things for free? I'm curious about how that can apply for men trying to get certain women. Is that, yes. Do you have any techniques that cross over? Yeah. You kind of um, complain a little while praising a lot. I always start by saying, I've been a customer for years. I love your company. Whatever it may be. Tell my boyfriend and makes me disa- feel guilty. And you've disappointed me. <laughs> the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com for a brand new show. Well, boys, uh, tomorrow night's guest, Sinjin Smith, the uh, volleyball player, but also uh, Janine Lindermulder, I think I said that right, and uh, Nikki Tyler, the uh, porn women, will be in here. With the volleyball player. With the volleyball player. God knows what kind of... I, I think some just... That's a nice mixed salad, isn't it? Yes. And then Thursday, and what's Thursday? Ocular or something? Orbit? Orbital. Orbital. Orbital will be in here on Thursday. And primitive radio gods. And primitive radio gods. So it, it, this whole week has just been just like a total potpourri. I mean, um, we we had uh, Michelle last night, and we had uh, Art from Everclear, and, and it's just uh, everything under the sun. But that's what Love Line is, and uh, that's why we're having a good time. Guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, Marty and Jamie, appreciate it. Yeah, good guess. Uh, good luck to you. Everyone go out there and get that manpower uh, calendar and uh, you know panties and all the other stuff they're or, selling. Or even, even better, come to the show tomorrow night. Exactly. <laughs> Comedy store up That's on it. Sunset. Buy tickets. Um, uh, bring a uh, bring a towel to blot your forehead because it will get hot in there. And an extra pair of panties in case you uh, destroy the first pair you wore in there. Dr. Drew, uh, thank you. Sorry thank for you. giving you a hard time tonight. I want to thank uh, Sherry and the lovely Lisa. Don't be a smart ass. And uh, the angular one, producer Ann, for doing the show. The one that wonder engineer, Mike. And we will see you tomorrow night. Been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.